0: Hey guys, this is Terry O'Brien, and I'm here to share my fireside story. So my Christmas story is uh, about a cake. And for our, for our family, what we've done traditionally for a number of years is, like most families, we get together and we tell the kids, wait. Wait until we come down in the morning, and then we'd open the stockings. And then from the stockings, we'd then stop and we'd have breakfast. We'd have a nice full-on breakfast and then after we're done with breakfast we then have Jesus birthday cake and we'd we'd actually sing happy birthday to Jesus and then we'd stop again and read the Christmas story because Jesus is really the focus of Christmas so we want to stop in all the hubbub of all the preparations of everything else that we've had for that day everyone's been doing everything crazy to stop and remember why are we going crazy? Why are we taking this time once a year to give presents to someone, not on someone's birthday, at least someone's in the family, but to remember that Jesus and his birthday is so much more important than really anyone else's birthday, but to stop and say, hey Jesus, we want to thank you, we want to celebrate your birthday, and then we continue on with our day and the hubbub and everything else, but it's a time to take a moment out to just say thanks and celebrate, we're celebrating his birthday.
1: Well, hey, welcome to South Point. If, uh, if you're visiting with us today, thank you so much for just uh, coming in and enjoying a time of worship um, with friends and family as we do, as we celebrate uh, the birth of our Savior. And I love, this is undoubtedly my favorite time of year. Like, I love that starting tomorrow, we get some time off. I say, kind of time off, my phone will still ring, but we close the offices down. And that's something that even when I came to South Point, I was glad it was already there. And so we tell our staff, hey, once we get done with Christmas Eve service, we'll still meet on Sunday. Um, But man, the offices are closed, and then at the same time within that, if you look in your bulletins, you'll notice that my number and Jeff's number and Terry's number are there. If there is an emergency or something like that that comes up, please, by all means, give us a call. Uh, I know sometimes people do like end of year giving and want that on this year's tax stuff, and so anything like that, we're still available. But I love that we're going to actually get some time off and go and see some family. And I love that there is so much good food this time of year, right? Like, I'm working, I'm gaining the weight that I'm going to lose in January right now. Like, that's, that's my goal. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part. Like, literally this morning, the Berry family dropped off some stuff that they call Christmas crack um, a couple days ago, and it's like a, a cracker and chocolate and lots of other good stuff, and this morning I was looking at it, and I thought, that seems like a good breakfast. <laughs> And that's what I had for breakfast this morning. I love it. I love that we get so excited this time of year about all the gifts and things like that. Like my kids are constantly looking looking like, Dad, that that box kind of looks like it's an iPhone. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) I can go ahead and tell you that now. It's not. But we do. We get excited about the gifts that we're going to be able to give and receive and all of that. And even within that gift side of things, you know, we've, we've talked a couple times about the right now media stuff that, we want you to know that you have access to, um, if you did not get an email with access codes to that, it doesn't cost you anything. It's something that the church is trying to provide for our members, but there's also an amazing gift within it. You can give it to someone else for free as well. Um, there's a little code and you can get that information in the bulletin as well. And uh, you can actually give that out to your friends and family. It won't cost them anything. This is one of those things we said, hey, we really want to teach our people to feed yourselves and be able to feed others. And so this is kind of the church's gift to you this year, and then we get so excited about just family and things like that, and get to see in-laws and get to spend some time with them. Like This is undoubtedly my favorite time of year, but there is something so much deeper and so much more important than all of those really good things. And it is, it's the time of year where we gather together, and we, like Jesus most likely was not born on December 25th, (laughs) like we know that, that's just the day that we celebrate it, but we do, it's that reminder, that beautiful reminder that Jesus was born, that the greatest gift to mankind that has ever been given was our Savior, and that little baby in that manger would one day lay down his life so that we could experience forgiveness. And this is the time of year where we come together and, yes, we celebrate with friends, we celebrate with family, we eat good food, we laugh big laughs, but we think back to that night where a baby was born and that baby was our Savior. And so I don't know what better way to really celebrate that than to actually read it again. And in Luke chapter 2, Dr. Luke being the doctor, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace with those whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from, er, went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all those who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds uh, returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen, or all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The birth of our Savior. On a day, we don't know the exact date of it, but predestined long before mankind ever even existed, Jesus stepped out of all of his glory in heaven. That amazing amount of glory, the Son of God, he steps out of heaven and becomes a couple of cells. And those cells do what cells do. They began to divide and they began to multiply. In a couple weeks after that in mary's womb there is this heartbeat of our god and savior jesus christ and that baby continued to grow and there will be times where mary would feel a little kick inside the savior just getting his leg moving a little bit and then in all of this glory jesus christ is born and he's placed in a manger i mean you think about the glory that our savior has. And you think about the things that he had seen. Like he heard God say, let there be light. And he's like, yeah, I knew that's what that was going to look like because I'm Jesus. And he looked down and he saw when Adam was formed. And he looked down from heaven and he saw when Moses parted the sea. He looked down from heaven and watched the walls of Jericho crumble at the sound of a trumpet. He looked down from heaven at times and he watched David and all the people worship God. He saw all of these things, he had all of this glory, and he had all of this love and humility to step out of that and is just a little baby in a manger. And yet he is still the King of kings and Lord of lords because now it's Emmanuel, it's it's God with us. And suddenly in the presence of Mary and Joseph and in the presence of these shepherds, there is this little baby that is the Savior of the world. And moments after his birth, he is worshipped. I mean, it's, he's a very, very new baby lying in this manger. And we know the story. The, the shepherds are out in the field, and they're just doing what shepherds do. They're watching animals, and suddenly heaven splits open, and all these angels are there, and there's all this proclamation of, man, a, a child has been born. It's a Savior. And, man, they've got to go see this thing. And so moments after his birth, lying in a manger, just as a baby, he's already being glorified because he's worthy of that. And this time of year we come together and we we do we sing Christmas songs and thanks to Josh and the band. I know Josh loves Christmas music. Um, tell him thank you for doing that. But we do, we, we sing these songs and we sing these carols and we know them by heart so many times. And sometimes it's like, okay, hey, is this just repetition? No, this is one of those times where we do, we come together in unbelievable memory that our Savior was born. And yeah, lying in a manger, there he is. But the story doesn't end there. That just started everything else. Because we know in Matthew that Matthew says, hey, later on they would move to this little town called Nazareth. And there Jesus would grow up. And we know from there he would go into ministry. He'd find himself in a desert for 40 days fasting Satan comes to him and tries to tempt him. Such a weird scene in Scripture. You've got Jesus and Satan just conversating. And in my mind, I have to think that Jesus is thinking, you know the Bible. You remember, remember that verse, Genesis 3? Her offspring crush your head. <laughs> it's coming. Like He's tempted. He, he doesn't fall into sin. He continues on from there, and John tells us that he'd perform his first miracle at a wedding. They'd ran out of wine, and Mary, knowing this is the Son of God and my son, goes, hey, you can do something. And so he performs his first miracle. We know later he would gather his disciples, and he would begin to teach them an unbelievable truth. Not the religious order of the day, but truth, the gospel, the good news. And he would equip those disciples with the truth. And he would teach people truth. We walked through the Sermon on the Mount earlier this year, and throughout Scripture you just see Jesus constantly changing the narrative. It's not, it's not about cleaning up your outside. That's what the religious system of the day said. Hey, as long as the outside looks pretty, it's going to be okay. But we know the truth. Inside, man, there can be so much pain. There can be so much hurt we can make it look great on the outside but inside people are struggling and Jesus would come and he would say hey it's not just about this facade there's something more here and he would teach people truth he would perform miracle after miracle I mean his name is well known so well known that he's teaching one day in the house, and it's, it's definitely not 2020 because everybody is so tightly packed in, no one can even move. And some friends have a buddy who can't walk, and he's like, Jesus can heal him. You know what we should do? Let's make a hole in the ceiling. Like, that's how well known he was. He would perform miracle after miracle. He would sit down with those disciples, and he would celebrate a Passover dinner, a time-honored tradition in the Jewish culture. And it was prepared, and they sat around a table like many of us will sit around tables over the holiday they ate the required food and they talked and then Jesus would go off into a garden and pray then he'd be arrested then he would be beaten then he would be crucified and laid in a tomb and three days later God would raise him from the dead see the birth is just the beginning of this unbelievable story in which salvation is made possible for mankind because of God with us. He came to this world to save sinners. He came to this world to love you and I. And at the same time, we worship him. We say thank you. In this time of year, we come together and we remember that birth. And like those shepherds, man, I hope that this is a season and a time of worship for every one of us. And I pray tomorrow as we get up and like Terry talked about in his video, I I know the scene. My kids are going to wake up way earlier than I want them to. Um, And they're going to come and wake us up. Um, And we're going to walk out into our dining area. And then it's just going to be like a season of destruction. Like just paper flying everywhere and gifts and happiness and euphoric thank you, Mother and Father, for all that you've done for us. And then... We'll sit down, and I'll tell them, hey, gather around. Because every year, once that's done, say, hey, let's remember the real reason for this. Let's remember the real reason for this season. And I'm going to read them Luke chapter 2 once again. And then when we're done with that, we'll play with all the toys. But I want them to know there is a deeper meaning, the meaning behind this wonderful time of year that we do. We celebrate, and we, we, we laugh, and we share stories, and we... Spend time with family, but the greatest in the real meaning is we celebrate that our Savior loved us enough to take time away from that glory in heaven. To come to this earth, to live a sinless life, and to ultimately lay it down so that you and I could have access to the Father. So that you and I could have forgiveness and know what it is to be able to stand before a holy God and be forgiven and justified. We celebrate that real meaning. And just like those shepherds, we'll continue to worship in just a second and celebrate the birth of our Savior. Let's pray. God, we do love you. And God, during this, this time of year, I pray that we, we slow down just a little bit. And God, we think back to that night. And there was just a small baby crying in this little feed trough. And most of the time, if you would have seen a scene like that, you wouldn't have thought anything about it. And yet, that was your son. That was our Savior. We celebrate that you loved us enough to send your son. God, if there's someone here today and they don't, they don't know what that looks like to have a personal relationship with him. If maybe you've, you believe in the existence of Jesus, but you've never said, hey, I want to make him the Lord of my life. Know this, it's, it's you turning away from yourself and turning to him. Saying, God, as, as best as I know how, I want to leave behind my old life. I want to follow Jesus Christ and make him the Lord of my life. It's the greatest gift that mankind has ever been given. And God, we thank you for it deeply. Watch over us this season, God. Keep us safe. Be with those that are traveling and Give them grace and getting to the destination and back. God, we can't wait to see what you're going to do in this coming year as well. We ask all of that in Christ's name. Amen.